Ryan Woods. This is the End of the Woods Podcast. It is Monday, October 17th, 2022. How are you? How are you? How's it going? How was your weekend? Oh, that's good. That's good. I personally had a whale of a weekend. I had a weekend that was just wonky. I had a weekend that was just bonkers. Because why, Ryan? What could have been going on in your life? You know, your very boring, down-the-middle-lane life. What could have been going on that was wonky or bonkers or off the walls or off the rails? We really want to know. It's why we're here. And I go, thank you. My weekend and my week was very good. Other than the fact I had a cat move in Friday, and then it moved in Saturday again, and we went and bought all these supplies, only to have our suspicions confirmed yesterday that it's a neighbor's cat, whom won't take the cat inside. So there's a large dilemma I'm being faced with in my life. I have a huge heart. A lot of people don't know this about me. I'm probably one of the most caring people in the world. You know, and that's fine. I'm humble about it, at least. I'm I'm the most caring person in the world. I saved a cat's life this week. And I'm allergic. Okay? I saved a life. This cat owes me its life. I'm a hero. And I'm humble, but a hero. A humble hero. You know what I mean? Um, so anyways, I saved this cat's life. Uh, I was sleeping outside the house. We had been over this. I thought it was this little slut of a cat. You know what I mean? Not to be graphic or mean about it. But I thought it was just here getting free food. But turns out... So here's... Let me explain the situation. There's a cat, which I've affectionately named Spooky. Um, because it spooked me. And it looks like the ghost emoji on the Apple iPhone, whatever. So, I'm like, all right, well, Spooky lives outside. And then it was cold, and we're like, well, we're going to bring Spooky inside. We'll, we'll rehome her. We'll, we'll be the foster parents. Dana starts crying, and I'm like, look, I can't live with this cat. She's like, I know. You know how women get. And so she's trying to win the argument with tears. Women, can we have enough of you guys trying to win, you know, discussions or arguments with tears? Can we stop? Because I've had enough. I've had enough. I, I can't deal with you people. I remember when I broke up with my first girlfriend and she started crying and I was like, what, what do I do? Like, what do I, what, what, how do I get out of this one? You know? And so I was, I was breaking, literally breaking up with her. Nobody teaches you how to break up with anybody. And I'm literally breaking up with her and she starts crying naturally as you would. And I'm just sitting there like, Ooh, well, I'm going to go. Um, don't really want to say goodbye to your parents. That's going to be weird because they're never going to see me again, hopefully. Um, if all things work out for me, I'll never see you again. Um, you know, cheers. You know, see ya. Uh, anyways, I, where was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm a good person. I bring this, I see this cat. You know, Dana's crying because we're like, you know, we're becoming kind of attached to this thing, which kind of sucked. And you all are going to say, oh, Ryan, you shouldn't have fed it. You shouldn't have fed it. Dude, it's going to die. Okay. I'm a hero, right? We've been over that. He's going to die. And I'm like, oh, fuck, it's cold outside. I wouldn't have done anything, really, honestly, if I didn't wake up Friday morning and at 530 
see it sleeping on the side of the house. Now, that was kind of a uh, the last straw for me where I'm like, what do I, what do? Because I, I have a heart, and it's big. So I'm like, all right, come on, cat. You know, we're going to go inside. So I bring it on the enclosed porch because deathly allergic I am. And this thing's like on me. It's like laying on me. It's purring. It's kind of like, if it's a guy, I mean, it's kind of homoerotic, you know, not to be weird about it, but it's not. It's a girl, so it's all good. You know what I mean? So I'm standing there, sitting there, and Dana's like, well, what do we do? I'm like, well, it can sleep on the porch, you know. We'll figure it out tomorrow. She's like, okay. <sighs> and then we, and then Saturday comes around, and I'm like, we got to get rid of this cat. Like, we have to find a home for it. Like, that's what we, we can't go the weekend with this cat. You know, we go apple picking. We go to the pumpkin patch. We don't buy anything. We bought a lot of small pumpkins and whatever. And, um, <laughs> this fucking cat is, is at our house when we get home. And I'm like, all right, well, let's bring it inside. We went and we had, we got like a cheap litter box and some litter. Shit's expensive. And whatever, and so I'm like, all right, well, she can sleep in here, you know, whatever, we're hanging out, I'm like, tomorrow, we'll find a home for her this week, and then Dana goes on a walk yesterday, and the cat goes outside, because, like, it, I guess it's comfortable out there, and it just starts, it starts following her on the walk, and she walks by this house that, we, when we first started seeing this cat, it would sit outside of this house while these kids played, and this woman sat on the step, and it would sit there, and it would just do nothing, like, the kids would run by it, it wouldn't react, and I'm like, okay, it's kind of weird, like, but it didn't have a collar or anything, and so I'm just sitting there like, okay, well, maybe it's their cat. So Dana sees this woman. They're like, hey, like she's. She, I wasn't with her because I was out watching games. I was watching sports. Okay, I was doing a manly thing. I was watching sports, and she with my friends, dudes, other men, on couches, watching other men play sports that I wish I could play. So, yeah, so she goes on a walk. I don't really know I was going with that one. And she goes on a walk, and the woman goes, or Dana goes to the woman, like, hey, is this your cat? And she goes, yeah, that's that's Mandy. And Dana goes, oh, um, Mandy, like, sleeping outside her house. Like, is that good? She's like, yeah, it, it, she got out, like, a few days ago. I hadn't seen her. She got out, and she, like, wouldn't come back inside. And now that's where it kind of falls apart for me, because then the kids were like, why is this collar on Mandy? I'm like, well, because in my head, I'm thinking, like, Dana calls me, I'm like, well, Mandy didn't have a collar. Dana goes, yeah. I was like, well, Mandy, she didn't have one. I was thinking, and she's like, yeah, I thought it was weird, but it looked nice, so I left it on. If your cat came home, that supposedly an outdoor cat who's supposedly getting meals, the cat tried to break into my house this morning, by the way. So now it's back on the porch, because the cat tried to break in my house, because she said it gets meals, but if my if an outdoor cat came home with a different collar on, that would be like a red alert for maybe somebody else is taking care of my cat and I should be more aware. And by the way, if she comes home, just take it inside. And she's like, yeah, when it gets colder, we'll bring her inside. No, 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 no. Because I got home last night after watching sports with the fellas and the cat's sleeping outside and I'm faced with this dilemma where I'm like, this cat has to sleep outside because it's not our cat. It's not spooky. It's Mandy. Mandy's a dumb fucking name for a cat, so I'm going to go over there tonight when they get home from work, which whatever time that is, hopefully they go outside and play, so that woman's sitting on the thing, I'm going to pick this cat up, actually I don't even have to do that, the thing's going to walk with me, and Dana started crying, because she's like, well we can keep it, this was on Saturday, I'm like, no, no, I can't keep it, because I'll die, because I won't be able to breathe, and we won't be able to like, we'll have to wash everything every day, and I'll die, I will, I will pass out and die, 
eventually. My it feels like here's how it feels when I'm around a cat. It feels like something an elephant an elephant is sitting on my chest, and then it feels like every time I breathe, my my body gets just squeezed a little bit tougher. It's like an anaconda or like a boa constrictor. I don't know how do those snakes kill people. Who knows? Snakes are fucked up. You ever meet somebody that has snakes? They're they're fucking weird. They're fucking weird. So I'm gonna go over there tonight. I'm gonna go over there tonight and be like, lady, you said this is your cat. And she'll go, yes. She lives here. And she'll go, yes. She belongs to you. Yes. You live here. Yes. Take the cat inside. Because if you don't, the cat's gonna end up at my back door and I'm gonna be pissed because I'm a good person. I'm a humble hero. And this cat needs to go in your house. And if not, you need to find alternative reasoning because I was about to give away your cat. I was about to relocate this motherfucker. I was about to have this thing on a Greyhound bus going to somebody else's house, a good home. So if anyone out there wants a cat, depending on how tonight goes, reach out to me. There might be a cat still available. Okay? Haven't been able to breathe through my nose in 48 hours. See, I'm so humble about it. Jesus Christ. Like, what would the thing have eaten? It would have died outside. And then here I am. I'm a hero. You know? Saving lives. That's what you people think. What does Ryan do in between podcasts? Oh, he's out there saving lives, dude. Just saving lives. Well, Ryan, what else did you do this weekend? This week? Since we've last talked to you. Well, I got my car fixed. Um, my 21-year-old Honda Civic, about to be 22 years old, uh, needed front shocks. And it drives like brand new. The thing would bounce through the corners. The brakes needed adjusted because I got drums in the back. I got drum brakes in the back. It's not pad on, on rotor. I got drums and shoes. I got drums and shoes. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know how to work those. What do you want me to do? Fix them? They were making a rubbing noise. I'm like, look, I got to get them done. I got the brake lines done earlier this year. That thing's going to be brand That thing's brand new. If anyone wants a brand new 21-year-old 20, car, come check it out. Thing doesn't bounce anymore. Thing's stiff. Thing is stiff. That's what I did. I was stressed about it, too. And Dana was like, why are you so worried? It's going to get fixed. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's just, it just makes me nervous. And, um... What else, dude? Speaking of uh, stiff and getting stiff, let's talk Jeffrey Dahmer. Because I finished the Jeffrey Dahmer show on Netflix. It was a few episodes too long. It feel like feel like we could have just finished it up at 8, but whatever. Seven or 8 could have been good. Um, he's a killer. You know, he's just a freak. It feels like it's not wholly, it's not totally inaccurate, but it's okay. I don't feel bad for Jeff at all. That's fine. Um, I will admit, it got to the point where it got, <laughs> the cops, just just Bush League cops, just cops that don't have it together. Like, what do you want us to do? The kid was, the kid was, four, his, he looked like his boyfriend. They're just homophobic. Like, we're not going to get involved. And they got suspended, of course, reinstated. Jesse Jackson was there. Guy gets involved in everything. Good for him. Um, but the main takeaway was, what is it with... And this, I, I remembered this, watching the end scene where Jeff's getting love letters and fan mail. If you're somebody... Now, this is to the people who 
This is a very specific group of people, and I think there's more of them. It's kind of like furries. I think there's more of these people than we believe. Furries. But, like, there's more furries than you think. There's also more people that want to write and are obsessed with serial killers who are in jail. Didn't Charles Manson marry somebody who was, like, a fan? Jeffrey Dahmer's getting fan mail. If you're going to write a letter to a serial killer telling him how cool they are, or how awesome they are, or some crazed criminal that you're falling in love with, you should go to jail. You you don't have the same rights I do if you are writing love letters to a serial killer. That's a fact. You're a psychopath, and you need to get help. Those people are fucked up, and I, that, is the, that is where I draw the line. <laughs> That's where I, I take a step back and I go, wait a second. They wrote letters, handwritten. They sent money to a guy who was eating people and fucking their bodies after they were dead. He's a necrophiliac and a cannibal and a murderer and an alcoholic. He's got the fucking... He's got it all. So, yeah, that's my takeaway, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. It was a good show. I thought it was good. I don't know. What else do you want me to say? Bad guy, Jeffrey Dahmer. That's my verdict. Jeffrey Dahmer is a bad guy. But people are obsessed, man. Speaking of other things people are obsessed with, um, I saw that I saw Halloween Ends came out. I didn't see it. Did I talk about this last week where I saw the trailer where Michael Myers, like there, she's, Michael Myers is trying to kill Jamie Lee Curtis, I guess. That's the whole, they have some weird, they should just fucking kiss already. The sexual tension between Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers is insane. Imagine for a minute, like the M. Night, that would be a real M. Night Shyamalan twist. If Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers at the end of the movie get done, like, fighting or whatever is going on, and they just start passionately making out. And then, you know, they go under the covers and you just see a lot of movement. But like, I'm talking not that movie shit movement where, like, there's, there's like, long thrusts. I want the real-life enactment. Quick, jackhammer style. You know what I mean? Um, that would be a real twist. I might see that movie. No kink-shaming, please. Uh, but I can't believe people... I remember there was the scene from the um, trailer on the, in the commercial, and Michael Myers is trying to trying to put Jamie Lee Curtis's hand. It's a dark house, and he's trying to put her hand in the garbage disposal. And all I can think is, this is the best they got? This was their big, scary... Like, this is their draw-me-in scene? He might put her hand in the garbage disposal that's lame as shit that's lame as hell I can't believe you people still see these movies and I'm talking to you it's not me I'm not gonna see it I have no desire is it cause you're scared of scary movies Ryan yeah exactly exactly why I'm not gonna go see it because I'm afraid of movies I don't like things that make me scared. I, I like to be happy, laugh. So I watched the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Because it was funny, kind of, if you take out the fact he killed those people and their families are forever changed. 
you know? It was weird that they showed his, like, vegetable state grandmother at the end. And she had, like, dementia, and the cops were just in there. That, now that, now that weirded me out. That really kind of soured me a bit. I was like, I didn't have to see that, did I? But I guess I did see him kill people's bodies and cook up a heart or whatever, a liver. You know, eventually we'll just have to eat. Did you see they're trying to get people to eat mealworms and other insects in like Holland right now as a sustainable food source? Because we're just going to run out of food. There's too many people on this planet, dude. I've been saying it for years. I don't know what the fuck Elon Musk is talking about where he just wants to come and everything. Or like, what you know, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I don't think the population needs to be any bigger. I think we've gotten too big for our britches here on the planet. And I know there's a lot of people out there, a lot of Instagram activists who post a lot of Instagram stories and are like, we need to save the planet. I don't think there's any saving it. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any amount of electric vehicle. I don't think there's any amount. We, we are bad people. We've made a lot of mistakes. I try to act like it's not happening. But if I ever have to eat an insect as a protein source... Because we're part of the poorest. If you're listening to this podcast, you are a poor person. In the sense that, of in comparison to the people who are going to be allowed to have meat in a few years. Is it ain't us, man. And I'm worried about those days. But, you know, I keep my Brita filter full. That's all I say about that. Um, but speaking of other things people love that just never change. I feel really uncomfortable when I see the... Uh, the Black Adam trailer, and I feel like I just committed a hate crime by saying that. Am I allowed to say Black Adam? Is that okay for me to say that? Because I feel like if somebody referred to me as White Ryan, I would be a little thrown off. But apparently there's a Marvel superhero, Black Adam. What if I walked up to the the teller's office at the, the, you know, the guy at the movie theater. Can I get one ticket to Black Adam? And he'll go, hey, man, it's 2022. He's just Adam. And I go, no, no, the, the he's like, no. You don't have to explain it to me, man. Just be better. And I go, all right. He goes, here's your ticket. And I walk really solemnly back to the theater 17. And I watch Black Adam, a CGI, just fest of just the classic rock movie. That guy, is is The Rock a good actor? Who thought of Black Adam? What? That's how you know shit isn't real. The Marvel people are like, you guys are still going to come to these movies. We're going to give you Black Adam. We're going to cast The Rock. And we're going to tie this in somehow. We're making it all up at this point. Like, that's what I think is so funny about these comic book nerds. They're just like, no, it's this and this and this. It's like, no, man, actually, they're just making it all up. What was his name? Stan Lee? Stan Lee died. Now everybody's just milking it for more money. They're like, we're going to get The Rock. It's going to be called Black Adam. Do they call him Black Adam in the in the movie? Because that feels racist. And I'm just being honest. I feel like I can't say it because of my, you know, complexion. But it's all right. Stan Lee. Spike Lee. Yankees fan, Spike Lee. At these games, the Guardians and Yankees tied 2-2. to 
Spike Lee's at the games with his stupid... Like, does he just pick a New York team? Like, he's a Knicks fan, and he has a stupid hat. Spike Lee has a giant hat and a stupid jacket for every New York sports team, I'm convinced. If the Rangers make the Stanley Cup final, I'm going to see him. And he positions himself. He's such a self-serving asshole. Honestly, if Spike Lee... Like, I know he's got the money. He can sit wherever he wants. But it's no coincidence that he's sitting where he sits at these games. Right, he has floor seats for the... Yeah, I know he does. He's a huge fan. But he wants to be seen. It's the same reason Drake, when the Raptors were really good, he's showing up at the games. Duh. Duh. Spike Lee with his stupid button-up varsity jacket and his hat with all the Yankees World Series on it. Get real. Get real. Spike Lee. I hope the Guardians win that series, man. Because the implosion of the New York market, if there was, I we really need like a, so it would be Guardians, Astros, Padres, Phillies, Final Four, and the television networks would be pooping their pants. He, they would be pooping their pants if it was Padres Guardians World Series. They would be so pissed. They need the Astros Phillies, if that's the case. Like, they can't have the Padres make the World Series. They can't. And they can't have the Guardians. That's exactly why we need to blow it up. We need to get there for the Guardians. Go blow up the party. They don't want to see us there. Fucking Cleveland making the World Series. Can you believe this shit? They got magic, I think. They got magic. Francona's managing... They aren't good enough to sweep somebody. You could say, oh, Ryan, they're 2-2. Two to two, And they won in a walk-off. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they did. But, like, they're 2-2. Two to two. It doesn't matter how you win. It just matters if you win, right? So they're not good enough to blow the Yankees out. But the Yankees aren't very good. They're not as good as they want you to believe they are, the Yankees. And I think the Guardians can win. Franconia masterclass yesterday. He he put some pitchers in that he's not going to use tonight, for sure. And he's got his full arsenal for, for tonight. And Boone had to burn his best guys trying to get a win, trying to stave off elimination. Aaron Boone's got a stupid face, too. Stupid face. Hey, and by the way, how right was I? I know. How right was I? How right was I about the Cleveland Browns? How right was I about football? I hate being right. Because I'm I'm right so little because I'm very stupid. And I know that. I've come to grips with my own stupidity. I've come to grips with my own mortality as a as a stupid guy. We all know a guy in our life that doesn't think they're stupid, like thinks they're smart. But those people are the dumbest. And those people are Kevin Stefanski, the types. The people who are just aggressive because the numbers say so. When you can just have three points. You know, the advent of the kicker in Lou the Toe Groza, Cleveland Browns legend Lou the Toe Groza, and the greatest coach of all time, Paul Brown, the inventor of modern football, he, he understood the value of three points. Because instead of a drive getting zero, you can have three. And if my math is correct, zero is more than three. So you could have three points. 
But what Kevin Stefanski and all these new age geniuses in football want you to believe is that there's some magical combination of where you don't get it on fourth down, momentum changes, and the other team takes over when you're in field goal range. You got zero points, and now you're on defense with almost no chance to score. And so you lose games to Bill Belichick, who's a student of Paul Brown's. He studies Paul Brown because he's a smart man. Bill Belichick took the points on the goal line. Going for two, down fucking nine. Make it make sense. You have to get it eventually. Yeah, I guess you would. But wouldn't you want to leave the door open for you to at least have a one-possession game rather than two? So maybe the defense is playing on their heels a little bit more tight. People will play the games. That's my biggest complaint here is that people play the games. But the Cleveland Browns don't know that. Kevin Stefanski getting close to dumb face, just wondering what he's ever done. I just wonder what Kevin Stefanski's done. He wasn't in Pittsburgh when they won that playoff game. I just want to remind you all. He was not in Pittsburgh when they won that playoff game. He was in his basement. Probably where he's going to be because Jimmy Haslam's going to fire his ass. <sighs> what do you guys got going on this week, huh? Enough about me. I got another wedding this Friday. I got my cousin Katie getting married. Shout out. Getting married. Another wedding. Not in this one, so no chance to be uh, put on the spot. Then coming to the stage, we have... A guy who just really doesn't know if he wants to grow his beard out or not because it only grows on his neck. We have Ryan. Just insanely personal insults. Here's a guy that had a midlife crisis at 18 and started taking biotin gummies. It's Ryan. Why doesn't he take pills? Oh, because he can't swallow pills. It's Ryan. But I hope there's an open bar at this wedding because I have a move. I have an all. Here's a tip for you. Here's a tip at wedding bars. A tip for a tip, right? So you go up to the open bar at a wedding, you get your first drink, here's the move. You make sure the bartender sees you. You put a $20 bill in the little tip jar. You make sure she see, he or she sees it. I almost said she sees it. No, no, no. You make sure he or she sees you put the 20 in so that she remembers, or he remembers, the whole night that you're the guy, that gave, you're the guy or gal that gave $20. That's the move. So you're not up there giving a one every single time you get a drink. No, no, no. Those people have it rough. They're going to start giving out drinks to people who are wasted at a certain point. You go up there, you drop a 20 in, you're done. Your conscience is clean. You don't leave like, did I tip enough? Did I not tip enough? No, no, no. I am one against tipping, but in those situations, you give $20 tips. $20 tip one time. It's the least you can do when people are going to be walking up. Can I get a fucking vodka cranberry? Can I get a vodka cranberry? on their 18th and they don't stop and they're not buy the bartenders don't care they're not buying the alcohol they're it's already paid for they're like fuck it go pour it in yeah this one's gonna taste like cough syrup it's gonna make your mouth numb it's like novocaine you'll be able to get dental work after this one you put it down like jesus christ oh you want your nostrils open here's a four parts vodka one part cranberry sauce cranberry sauce jesus that's gonna be on the internet a thanksgiving uh cocktail cranberry sauce and vodka <laughs> Cranberry sauce and vodka. Pumpkin pie cocktail. Take one part crust. Put it in a glass. Mush it up. Two parts tequila. 
one part cranberry sauce. You got yourself the Thanksgiving dinner. Is that it for me? Did I do 30 minutes of just horrible fucking jokes today? Did I even do a joke? I don't know if I did one, but here's the good news. Um, I'm going to get I'm going to get the vibes going. PVO and positive vibes only tonight for the Guardians. Um, I do want to be done hearing Bob Costas because do you guys remember when he would do those weird monologues at like halftime of football games where he would give you like life advice? If you think that you have not spent enough time with your parents, they're going to die soon. So please look to your left, look to your right. Or if you're at home in your sad little apartment, go call your parents and go give them a hug because soon they will die. Jesus Christ, Bob, I'm trying to watch football. I'm trying to drown my sorrows. And I'm also, he just talks in like phrases. The New York Yankees are one of the most prolific lineups in sports. It's why they have been shut down, effectively, by the Cleveland Guardians, formerly the Cleveland Indians. He said that Aaron Judge finally gets a homer, who's getting paid $300 million next year to strike out, what is it, 13 times so far in the playoffs? And he's hit one homer, hit a home run in the top of the third. And Bob Costas was like, with his team on the brink, Aaron Judge comes up after a much maligned postseason and hits a huge home run. They proceeded to lose that game in the ninth inning. So Bob Costas is an idiot. And I'm tired of hearing it. Bob, you're old. It's okay. You can give it up. So let's get the vibes going. Let's ride out. Go Guardians tonight. You uh, well, you will probably hear this after the Guardians have played. And this might all be for nothing. But at least I did my part. So go Guardians. Follow me at the links below. Love you guys. See you next week.